podcast everyone welcome to the charvak podcast this is your host kushal mehra all right five major elections have just been wrapped up and i thought it was uh, only apropos that we get together and have a little chat about it and i'm happy to have both nalin mehta and adit kapadia on the podcast to discuss it guys thanks for coming hey kushal happy to be here thanks very much uh, kushal absolute pleasure to be here to have a conversation with you again and with adit all right so nalin let's start with you and obviously we'll have um, a chronological discussion uh, but obviously the focus has to be uh, the biggest state that was uh, uh, you know having a contest this time so let's start with uttar pradesh nalin and uh, so you wrote a very interesting piece too today where uh, you had it titled and let me put it on the screen for the world to see so you you had uh, appropriately titled it nalin three reasons why experts got it so wrong on bjp in up so nalin i give it to you tell me <laughs> thanks kushal you know one of the reasons i wrote this piece was because um, one of the interesting and revealing sidelights side shows of this election has been watching so many so called experts academic and journalistic experts um getting it uh, arguing exact opposite things until the day of the exit poll and then arguing the exact opposite once the exit poll and the result comes in um as if they had seen it all all through and then others questioning the voters themselves saying that uh, which to me was the most bizarre thing saying ki um, there is no connection between performance and and election results in india and these elections show that and there were entire shows done on this theme and i was thinking man this reminds me so much of uh, edward said's argument in orientalism the seminal book where uh, where he sort of talked about how the west constructed the orient or the non west as basically as infantile as childlike as not smart enough for its own good and this argument that oh the voters have voted against their own interest this is not about governance this is a vote against this shows that there is there is no correlation between governance and election performance which so many of experts ran including gilles verniers at ashoka university and it ran on ndtv as well and i was thinking man this is so oriental this or so much of orientalism in this you are othering the voter you are basically saying that me the expert who sits in an ivory tower knows everything that is best for this country you the voter you are an idiot you don't know what's good for you let me tell you what's good for you and and now you not voted in your interest i mean come on man get real by the way we are a democracy please respect the voter the voter is more intelligent than you are um and the other point i wanted to make was you know there were so many tales anecdotally there were so many people who went um across up and came back and said aandhi chal rahi hai bhai sahab um wave hai and then you know you go to one election rally you have firstly long ago election crowd stopped being a meta, uh, barometer for or the only barometer they can give you a very partial understanding of what's happening but bhai agar aap ek crowd mein the crowds that akhilesh yadav got were real no question about it. they were enthusiastic no question about it but you know before you make judgments based on crowds please study the social composition of that crowd the issue in this election was that akhilesh yadav never got outside expanded significantly beyond his core constituency of yadavs and muslims that's why there was a glass ceiling to his growth um so you know i think the issue is what this election also shows is that for a lot of experts they confuse 
or at least it showed up many people and they shouldn't have which should have known better do not confuse what you want to happen with any real analytical framework for analysis you know anybody can make a mistake anybody can get an election wrong it's not an exact science i can make a mistake i can get an election wrong you can get an election wrong but bhai don't don't be biased at least be honest in your analysis don't miss your own personal opinions on what you want to happen with an analytical framework and i think there are three major reasons why experts got this election wrong uh, am i talking too much can i talk about these reasons no 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 bol yaar this is a podcast <laughs> yaar this is this is this is <laughs> so, not a news channel so, bolo <laughs> <laughs> so you know one of the fundamentally people a lot of people who should have known better who's by the way whose professional job is to only do this yeah. um is is because largely they were prisoners of older paradigms that are way past the use by date and secondly because of bias so what are these three reasons the first i think is that the bjp has built a social coalition which is across across classes and across castes this is what powered its growth in 2014 in 2017 in 2019 in up what 2022 has shown is that though that social coalition which was fundamentally built on non yadav obcs and to a lesser extent on non jatav dalits with upper caste remaining with the bjp and the bjp became the most representative party by caste in up barring muslims that process between 2019 and 2022 instead of getting reversed instead of it get coalition cracking that pro- that process deepened it took deeper roots and that is what explains this result look at this result um, kushal and adit this result is um, the first time since independence that a chief minister a sitting chief minister has returned to power in the days of congress dominance you used to have party coming to power but not the same chief minister this is the first chief minister is the first time since 1985 that a that a party ruling party has returned to power and after a year two years of economic strife after the deprivations of corona virus after the farmer agitation after the caa thing you know your gdp has only now come back to the same size as before the corona virus after such a two years you not only win a mandate of this kind which is historic in terms of the cyclical play of up politics you increase your vote share this vote share is the highest since 1957 barring a, an unusual election in 1977 so that tells you each of any of these things would be historical but in this context it is very big and it has happened because that coalition has deepened the bjp has become the rural party with a that coalition the experts didn't want to see it they kept saying upper caste party upper caste party upper caste party look that was the old bjp the new bjp has changed whether we like it or not that is what is driving the bjp a bjp's growth second this thing of welfare most people think ho oh, hum yeah you know you every government spends money ye badi badi baatein kar rahe hain ye ground pe kuch nahi ho raha hai but the direct benefit transfer thing is what worked i mean the numbers are there up as you are showing on the screen what i'm what these are numbers from central government data published in parliament the up had this see when modi talked about double engine sarkar and everyone thought is rhetoric but what did it mean in practice in practice it meant that yogi adityanath from day 1 went into mission mode for implementing central government direct benefit transfer programs up had the highest in dpd fund transfers among all states secondly in terms of toilets built under swachh bharat personal household toilets which makes such a huge difference to women in particular uh, those 
यूपी ग्रू बिल्ट वेरी लार्ज नंबर ऑफ देम इफ यू कैन जस्ट स्क्रोल डाउन क्वेश्चन दैट नंबर इज देयर द नेशनल नंबर एंड द यूपी नंबर एंड द यूपी नंबर द ग्रोथ लुक एट द ग्रोथ चार्ट्स द यूपी ग्रोथ इज is Whoa. typically upas have been a laggard compared to national development figures here look at the charts they almost match entirely the growth in up for toilets households and nationally that's what i mean by mission mode and then if you go down to houses under pm awas yojana up built 1.6 million households uh, uh, houses under that scheme in the gramin areas 68% of them went to women a significant number of them went to scs and obcs so that all that put together helped then finally the women constituency you see everybody has discovered women from the day the election result now everybody is writing women women but you see people didn't want to accept this before the before the result that the bjp has built a new rural women constituency that women constituency was built because of a massive focus on women voters in its communication and secondly because of a massive um share of women in power sharing at different levels of the party hierarchy and the numbers are there in this piece uh, and also significantly you can you know you can just walk the talk and it won't give you anything they talk the they 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 walk the talk and and in in terms of the schemes you look at any scheme not women specific schemes you look at any of the general schemes stand up india over 80% beneficiaries are women you look at pm awas yojana gramin 68% houses in the names of women or their husbands there are several other schemes with a share of women beneficiaries with money coming into their pocket was very high and that's what has created a women's constituency these three things i think i'll say one final point that one of the reasons why uh, you know for too long in india analysis or political analysis um a lot of people mistake see anybody can make a mistake like i'm saying not an exact science but you know just talking highfalutin language highfalutin english and speaking with four american accents is not a substitute for understanding what's on the ground and i think journalists and academics must uh, you know it's elections in india need to be understood on the ground not from the ivory towers of of elite theorizing uh, to fit prefixed narratives and that's the issue people were not willing to accept what's happening under the result came for many people there were obviously huge honorable exceptions to that but that's what I, that's where i wanted to stop so adit tell me what did you feel yeah well first uh, uh, nalin i'm going to on a lighter note talk about the fake english american accents i i exactly know the two or three people that you are referring to because when i was li- i was watching the same channels i was like yaar main itne saalon se america mein hoon i i don't sound like that i don't know people who sound like this <laughs> Half Indian. But look, the thing is, my my joke about that is when is they say airport accent, Minister, airport gay or accent like that. No, no. When they say Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, it'll be Yogi Adityanath will be in Hindi and then Chief Minister. And I'm like, ये मतलब ये क्या है? मतलब कहाँ से अब आधे आधे आए ये वन आधी मुच वाली बात है. But anyways, uh, that's that's all being facetious. On a serious note, uh, I think Nalin hit the nail on the head. Like there is wishful analysis and wishful thinking, uh, which led to a lot of people being shocked. This happened in the 2019 elections as well, where people wanted to, you know, just say that, "Are what? You know, something is happening and so forth." Akhilesh plus Mayawati is going to um, do. Now, a lot of people who had been reading reports, following, talking to people in the ground, could tell you that the capitulation of Mayawati was happening, and there was a vote transfer happening. A lot of Mayawati's core constituencies were actually going towards the BJP, and even if not the absolute core, the plus. 
you know, the, her core is the Jatav vote, but then she was also getting a lot of non-Jatav OBC vote when she came to power in her first stint as chief minister. I mean, third stint, technically, from 2007. But that had gone towards the BJP. So there was a lot of wishful thinking, and then the women vote, what you said, now for years, uh, this is the tragedy question of watching a lot of election analysis on TV. I remember of years on certain channels where experts would say, traditionally, the women vote always goes the, goes the other way uh, towards the Congress and others. But Shivrat Singh Chauhan, Nitish Kumar, they all get the BJP. By the way, the, this is the one you're talking about, right? The one that I've put on the screen, yes. the, the caste-wise yeah. distribution, right? Right. But but even this, I mean, this is this is based on the Axis My India poll, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I personally think the numbers are a lot even more significant than this, because even mm. if you if you just look at the data that they are showing, Mayavati should still get about 15 to 16 percent. But she dropped below 13 percent. And and Nalin would know. And a lot of sophologists will tell you 15 percent is that crucial threshold. If you cross mm. that, you get more in number of seats. But then if you go below, like you saw, Mayavati only ended up with one seat. So uh, mm. I, I personally think these numbers are the only place where I would agree with these numbers are the uh, uh, the upper caste numbers, the, the Brahmins vote, the Rajput vote and so forth. I do think BJP would have gotten that two thirds uh, number. A lot of a lot of old BSP guard was also angry at Mayavati because it seemed like Mr. Satish Chandra Mishra and uh, family were running sort of this campaign. And in two, from 2007 to 12, he did those rallies where he they claim that a lot of Brahmins voted for the BS, BSP, but this time that did not happen. In fact, according to this, more Brahmins voted for SP than they voted for BSP. So mm -hmm. a lot of the BSP core base was angry that what was the you know the point of doing these uh, outreaches. I mean, again, whether they, they were required or not, that's a different debate. But this is what we saw. Um, but coming to the numbers, what was significant is BJP held on in Western UP. The loss to BJP in Western UP was not as much as people expected. And that is because of two reasons. The Jats did not leave the BJP fold. And they did not vote as sort of emphatically as they did last time. But last time they got 53 out of 58. There is no way any party can repeat that sort of mandate in elections. Um, Post the farmers' agitation, there was a sort of a wishful thinking that uh, the Jat vote and Muslim vote in Western UP will combine and sort of SP and RLD will take. What they refused to factor in that a lot of constituencies where SP had certain candidates, the Jats who traditionally would vote for RLD did not vote and they went to the BJP. And, and that's why you had situations where, uh, I mean, in BJP won seats in districts like Muradabad or a seat like Deoband, right, where there was a split between the BSP and SP vote. So things like that. So BJP did get about, I, I forget the exact number, but it was 35, close to 35 seats or something in Western UP. And BJP's allies did very well. So whereas RLD only got eight seats, the Nishat party uh, got about six seats and Apnadal only contested 17 or 18 seats and got 12. So together, I think BJP plus allies was about close to 43%. And when there is a difference of 8% between the BJP, the first combination and the second combination in what was essentially a bipolar contest, uh, SP did not stand a chance. What And I'll conclude with this though, just uh, one one point question quickly. So this, I actually had a question for you. Uh, and, uh, go on. Go yeah, on. Yeah. But pl please, please go ahead. Then I'll ask that question. No, no. I, I was going to say this is the first time in UP also. I mean, UP has been this unique state in India. Even in spite of its size, it's been giving stable government since 2007. It's always been one party getting to power. It's the first time in UP that this is essentially a bipolar polity now. 
BSP and Congress, unless they get together and are in contention in 20 seats, I don't see them posing any threat. So now it has clearly become BJP versus SP. This is something that never happened in Uttar Pradesh in a long, long time. Hmm. So yeah. So now I want to I want to put this thing on the screen. So print came up with this piece. I was reading this to Nalin. So I think one big factor that at least in my experience of looking at elections over the last decade was that seat distribution also matters a lot. Seat mm-hmm. distribution, aap kisko ticket dete ho, kaun candidate hota hai, uski winnability kya hai, us constituency mein uski pakad kitni hai, voter mm-hmm. ke saath. So on that sense, Nalin and both Adit, so pehle Nalin, uh, I want to hear from you. What do you think of the seat distribution strategy uh, in terms of the caste uh, matrix? Like, so this one yeah. by print says that uh, obviously, you know, 38% were backward caste, then upper caste were 33%. SCST were 21%, 8% were Muslim, and uh, mein basically basically si thi. Obviously, as far as the BJP was concerned, BJP did not give any ticket directly mm. to any Muslim candidate, but I think Apanadal did give one ticket in the Rampur district, which, mm. uh, I mean, if uh, Adit remembers in our previous discussion on UP, Adit, I told you that is the one Muslim majority district in UP as per the 2011 census. Now, I have not gone because we can only rely on 2011. So, Nalin, what do you make of the ticket distribution angle in UP? So, um, I think for ticket, you are right. Ticket distribution is is a very important part of uh, of electoral fortunes. In fact, even in 2019, for context, the uh, BJP changed uh, over uh, uh, 120, 130 odd uh, seats. Tickets were, they dropped over 120 odd uh, sitting MPs and they won 90% of those. And that was very much part of their majority. Uh, In this election, I think um, my sense with the BJP was that the BJP got some of its ticket selections wrong, conversely, uh, especially in phases five and six. Um, uh, in fact, the BJP's own assessment was that uh, what, what happened was that when the defections happened with Swami Prasad Maurya and others, which was somewhere in the middle of the second and third phase, around that time, uh, they got a bit nervous. And they dropped lesser MLAs than they would have liked to drop. The BJP initially wanted to drop something like 150-odd MLAs out of their 300-plus MLAs. Um, they dropped much lesser than that. And the bulk of them, which dropped in the um, phase 5 and 6. Mein. That includes uh, candidates in uh, seats like Varanasi South. Uh, there, were, there were very... Uh, with, uh, and uh, so, so had had they got the ticket distribution right, they would have won a bigger, bigger thing. I think conversely, the SP also made some mistakes. Um, the SP, for example, uh, uh, did a lot of ticket selection where they this time they decided to balance their cast out much more, just a lot like BB, like BJP. They also decided not to put up as many Muslim candidates as they had put put up earlier. But I think what happened between RLD and uh, one of the reasons why. BJP did so well in phase 1 and phase 2 where, where the conventional wisdom of so many journalists who went to phase 1 and phase 2 was that here is sweep ho hai. Um, yes. which was never going to happen but the reason why uh, one of the reasons why SPRLD didn't do well also is because they got the ticket selections wrong so my sense was RLD ki 8 seats came here वो वहां पे लार्जली वहां आई है जहां उन्होंने जाट खड़ा किया है जहां पे जाट खड़ा नहीं किया वहां पे उनको वोट वोट नहीं मिले um, so the, uh, so there was an there was an issue around that um also i think so so that's that's the second part as far as the um 
social composition of the um, uh, uh, candidates is concerned and the ones who got elected, I think the BJP essentially replicated what it did in the last election, which is uh, highest number of tickets to OBCs for uh, 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 or non-Yadav OBCs to begin with, followed by other castes, uh, a highest uh, significant number of seats to non-Yadav Dalits. Uh, and BJP ka support base jo aaya na, see, jo Maya, the, I was very intrigued by the point that Adit was making about BSP. My sense is, and again, I don't have evidence or hard evidence to, this is my hunch, and, and, and I think this is what has happened, that a significant, the non-Jatav Dalit had already switched to BJP. He has stayed with BJP, he or she has mm. stayed with BJP in large numbers. The drop in Mayavati uh, vote share a significant part of that drop is because some Dalits left, of course, no question about that. But significant part of it is also because Muslims left BSP and they went to SP. So this drop from 20% to the higher uh, double-digit numbers, significant part is that the Muslim voter left BSP to vote for SP to beat BJP. But Mayavati has still retained a large part of Jatavs. And now you see when the deputy chief ministers are made, I think don't be surprised if you get a Jatav uh, deputy chief minister from the BJP. Yeah. Hmm. No, absolutely. And and if I want to add if something to add to what Nalin was saying um, about Mayavati and you know the SP situation, I think Mayavati said this in a press conference also. She almost indicated that the Muslims did not vote for her in certain constituencies. Um, you know, when this whole discussion in studios happens around polarization, right? What they forget is reverse polarization also happens. So if there is a, a party X that is, uh, see this, we saw this in Gujarat also, right? That during the whole Patel uh, Andolan Samiti agitation, uh, they were saying, hey, BJP's vote base is going to erode amongst the Patel votes and so forth. And I kept saying that if that does happen, there are, there are certain communities that have never voted for the BJP who are at odds with the Patels and they are actually going to switch to the BJP. Mm -hmm. There is going to be reverse polarization. That, that happened. And the Patel vote did not switch wholeheartedly to the BJP also like they hoped. So similarly in UP, this is also going to happen that if you keep pandering to X community or Y community and not do representation, appropriate representation, this is going to happen that in certain seats that are going to be, there is going to be reverse polarization. But if if um, about uh, dropping the MLAs, you know, uh, Nalin, you, this is going to interest you. Yesterday on Divya Bhaskar, I read some news item that 59 MLAs or 50 plus MLAs of Gujarat BJP might be dropped this election. So the percentage is very similar to what it would have been in UP. But mm. then post Swami Prasad Maurya, it's actually got down. So I think the strategy was something similar. Again, I'm quoting a report. I could be completely wrong. Uh, I mean, I could be proven to be completely wrong, but this is just a report making a prediction. Uh, so I, can I add something to this, Adit? Um, yeah. You know, the, uh, the point you're making about Gujarat is a very valid one. This is something that our common friend Jay and I have discussed many times. And Jay has shown this model to me many times and, I've, and he's got very strong evidence to show this. One of the reasons why the BJP has... You know, we always talk about Gujarat as a laboratory of Hindutva because Gujarat they've had uncontinuous uh, or, or sorry, uh, non-stop power since the since the mid nineties, right? Mm -hmm. um, now you are seeing that replicating in UP. One of the reasons why that has happened, and Jay has shown this epilogically in mm -hmm. in he's got very hard data to back it, is that it's not that exactly what you are saying, Adit. It's not that the same group of people keep voting for BJP in every election. 
in every election there is an anti-incumbency and Modi did this very well in the three terms that he was chief minister. Not only would he drop a very high number of MLAs to, to get around anti-incumbency, um, the same model they did in 2019 at the national level, the same model they're likely to do as you said now in Gujarat in December 2022, but more than that, every every time there is a community which gets upset like last time patels were upset significantly uh, mm-hmm. in surat you know how much uh, how how upset patels were in so many other places the bjp almost lost the last election but they pulled it through for a while it looked like congress might pull it through one of the things that the, in 2007 in 2012 uh, and also in 2002 what they did was 2002 was a lesser election was a special election um, and in 2017 7 12 and 17 Every time certain communities left BJP, they managed by getting 3-4% more vote share from another community. So it looks like the vote share is permanent, but it's not. Yeah. It's getting it's getting newer people into the tent to compensate for the loss of those who are leaving. And it's very dynamic in that sense. And you know, we underestimate the tactical flexibility of a of a of the BJP when it works in that manner. In Gujarat, it has worked well in that manner. It doesn't work like that in, in, in that efficiently in every state but in up it has shown that flexibility which is why you know they can get around setbacks there was a lot of anger in up against bjp also after coronavirus but they got around it by being by being alert agile and ready to make amends to fill in the gaps when it worked and in gujarat i think that's what they're doing as well mm. so now um just one or two questions about, uh, you know, I'll take the live questions because they are about uh, UP and then we can move on to the other states also. Um, so somebody has asked, what what was the percentage of the JAT votes? Uh, you know, did was BJP successful in retaining them in spite of RLD or BJP had an increase or a decrease? Has what has been the survey indication? Yeah, so the survey data is fairly clear. Uh, the JAT vote has largely stayed with the BJP. It was split. It was lesser than last time, no question. By the way, the JAT, there are two things about JAT votes. Firstly, I think the JAT vote has been overplayed. JATs mm. are only 2 to 3% in UP. Yeah. So every mm. time there's a hype about JAT votes, JATs matter in a certain constituencies. They are a factor of what? 36? Even in those constituencies, they are not as significant as Muslims are in certain other constituencies. There are other, in fact, there are two things that work in BJP's favor. Firstly, the JAT vote was not split as people had expected. It was split, but Mm -hmm. to a much lesser extent. And the larger proportion stayed with BJP. And I think there was a demographic split in that, where the younger JATs and women largely stayed with BJP. The older JATs went, but not to a large extent. The proportion was much higher. Both the Axis My India data, exit poll data, and the um, uh, CSDS post poll data um, um, show that. And second, I think because there was such a hype around JAT votes, it led to a um, counter mobilization by other OBC castes. Um, yeah. Where they said, yeah, JAT, if it's so So a lot of people who might have wanted to leave BJP, who had come into its tent last time, they stayed back because of this perception of aggressive JATness. Just as the aggressive perception of Yadavness played, kept other castes from going to SP in other parts of the state. So, I mean, two things. I think one thing, this this happened in Haryana also, where uh, the other parties are fighting for the JAT vote and the other communities actually ended up voting for BJP and BJP also got a little bit of the JAT vote. So, BJP came back to power in Haryana. And um, 
one more thing about the jat vote is uh, also that in constituencies where sp fielded a muslim candidate this is again i don't have data to back this up but journalists and folks who have been on the ground have told me a lot of jat vote that would have normally gone to sprld went to the bjp because they have voted for a uh, rld candidate when but when sp did a muslim candidate not all jat vote transferred to sp so this is what a lot of people on the ground were saying but like nalin said they are what a factor in 30 seats 35 seats right jat vote maximum like that, yeah yeah uh, not more yeah. and and, and if yeah. it was such a huge factor then rld would have been a major player in uttar pradesh they have not crossed beyond five member of parliaments in a long time and that five mps also they got because bjp was very generous to them in 2009 when uh, mr adwani did an alliance with ajit singh without actually talking to the state party rld rld didn't win in some of the biggest uh, jat stronghold yeah. areas so yeah. you know that shows you the limits of that so uh, here as the numbers um uh, csds for example has shown that for jats in particular 2% vote share um overall uh, bjp in in bjp plus in 2017 had 38% of the vote this time it it is showing an increase it is showing an increase to uh, 54% this is csds data post poll yeah. data Okay. Now it is showing a fifty-seven percent. In fact, it is showing SP plus got only seventeen percent. Uh, sorry, only got thirty-three percent of the jat vote. Interesting. So one last question before we move from UP. Uh, actually, a couple. So Nalin, maybe I'll come and ask you this first, and then uh, we'll discuss the Muslim vote share also because that also has been asked. So Nalin, someone has asked because you raised the Labarthi point in your book and also in your article, mm-hmm. right? The welfareism plus Hindutva combination. Mm-hmm. so someone has asked how will the aspirations of the uh, labarthis evolve over time the benefits that are credited to the bjp are after all the very basic necessities of the maslow's pyramid do the aspirations also change in relatively more developed states such as gujarat in your experience no i think that's a very good question and it's a very valid question um i think the whoever has asked the question is absolutely spot on um this matters a great deal in a state like up where the um, social indicators have been so low where the base was so low that anything that you give which is fundamentally diff- of a different magnitude from earlier makes a difference at some point it will start have having diminishing returns like the questioner said um this will not work that much in the southern states because once you reach a certain level uh, you know at because at the same time you have Uh, a huge demographic dividend which can become a demographic disaster with people asking for jobs asking for higher standards of income and all that so this is only got a certain shelf life no question about it which is why you need to build that other ecosystem of the larger economy uh, a startup culture and jobs and all of that i mean in this country still um, you know the entry rate for a pn in up Uh, is is it is more difficult to get a pn's job than to get into harvard in terms of number of applicants vis-a-vis the number of people who get in right that's that's because uh, that's true uh, uh, in terms of if you look at map the number of applicants to the number of seats uh, that is because because that job is so coveted um a pn's job in the uh, in the because it's a government job with with security so in good so i think because the poverty levels as long as the poverty levels are below at a certain threshold this matters this will take the bjp up to certain point of time at some point people will demand start de- demanding much more right now because of the novelty of this because of the perceived relative efficiency of this compared to the previous of the direct benefit transfer system the bjp is benefiting 
it's also benefiting because it's built a strong political outreach structure around this to go and keep telling people that look we are giving you this this is not just mm. some nameless state that is giving you so so mm. that for now is fine but at some point the bjp will hit the limits of growth on this and there'll be a pushback they and they there will be a pushback also from women because your their biggest constituency is women um so i think um uh, you will constantly you will have to constantly keep evolving this and keep getting better and finding more things uh, or find or finding more solutions to this this is not a permanent state of being yeah can i make Adil. one quick acha yeah, no, no. then uh, then i'll ask the question yeah okay ha so no my point was also about this and second thing we have and this i'm putting out as a big caution also that when you look at up right up it was easy to extrapolate by vote percentages because it was a trifecta in some seats right so you can almost guarantee that if someone's polling mm. about 40% they are going to win it the problem is when this analysis is shifted to other states and last time this is the discrepancy like when i i, I said that bjp will not cross 100 or will be between 95 and 105 in gujarat a lot of people were yelling saying how can it be possible our data shows about 45 46 47% for bjp and i keep keep kept saying that in districts like amdavad where bjp out of 18 or 17 bjp wins like 11 6 or 12 5 sometimes they lose the Five seats by only fifteen thousand, twenty thousand votes, and they win the twelve seats by one lakh votes. So if you look, or seventy thousand, sixty thousand. So if you look at voting percentages, it'll be like fifty to thirty-five or something. And you'll be, you'll anyone will conclude and say, "Kare ho gaya." So what, what to the reason why I brought this up is what Nalin was saying was that when, when, when you do polling, when you do pollsters, when you talk to youngsters, not everyone is going to be as sort of. Uh, uh saying as upfront about what they want especially in places and households where men are voting a certain way and women are voting a certain way so it's very easy to misinterpret data and say that acha this party is in front and this party is in front just based on percentages but the real game of numbers is very different as you saw in up where more than 30 seats were decided by less than 1000 votes even in such huge constituencies hmm so all right yeah. now we'll have to talk about uh, the muslim vote too Yeah. So from whatever I have understood, it is quite clear that the Muslim vote did consolidate and go significantly towards the Samajwadi Party this time. Yeah. Now somebody had asked, what has the BJP? Maybe Adit, you can take this first, and then yeah. Nalin can also come in. Mm-hmm. So what do you think um, the BJP has to do? Can can it start reaching out, let's say, to the Pashmanda community? Now Shias have historically voted for BJP in different parts of the country. All the the numbers are debatable, and also when it comes to the women vote bank, Adit, don't you think then Muslim women can also be a cultivate, uh, you know, be a vote Absolutely. bank that BJP can cultivate? It it has to be an economic outreach first, and then a cultural outreach because the cultural outreach for a variety of reasons, historic reasons for whatever has happened in UP is always going to take a sort of second. second uh, uh, back seat to the economic outreach but the fact is that bjp will not be able to make sort of strongholds into a lot of the elites in in the community or probably journalists and so forth who who, who don't have who don't depend on the government for say jobs and stuff and who have already made up whose opposition to bjp is primarily ideological maybe the people who are you know econo- not doing well off economically part of their opposition to bjp is ideological too but they might come over to the bjp side if the bjp does some economic outreach but then see this is i don't think this is a long term sort of thing this is going to depend on one election cycle after the other it will depend on who your face is who your local face is and 
if the if an outreach like this does have to happen it has to happen at a very local level you can't expect it to happen at a chief ministerial or a prime ministerial level first it has to go from like you know bottom up not top down hmm. nalin so um two answers to that question firstly how did there was clearly muslim consolidation with the sp the numbers the csds poll um, data uh, post poll data for example shows that um, the 79% of the muslim vote went to sp plus compared to 46% in 2017 um, and bjp got somewhere uh, around 8% of the muslim vote compared to 6% last time um bsp so got gained. around so it gained 8%. 2% uh yeah uh, yeah. uh that's what the csds poll data is showing uh, and bsp it's showing at around uh, 6% so uh, again so the bsp's muslim vote fundamentally shifted to the sp BS- bjp has got a little bit 6 to 8% range 6% last time 8% this time um that's what the data is showing uh now that is more than bjp has got before now um one of the and i think i don't know whether you noticed but uh, somewhere around phase 4 or phase 5 the prime minister was campaigning and he specifically talked about muslim women voting uh, i think the bjp believes that uh, this 8% roughly if he, if the csds data post poll data is right um, uh, this range of 6 to 8% that ballpark is coming largely from muslim women to a large extent and the prime minister specifically spoke about it uh in more than one rally during the campaign uh and the bjp believes that's come in since the triple talaq uh, reversals now to expand that amit shah was asked this question about muslim uh vote vote shares and the bjp did not give a single ticket to muslims in this election it didn't give it last time and it didn't give it in the 2019 election um this is uh, back to what the bjp used to do in the early 90s when they never gave tickets to muslims then it started doing tokenism one see one one ticket two tickets maximum they gave two or three tickets uh, and they stopped that from 2017 onwards so but they made muslim ministers this one muslim minister yogi atnath previous outgoing government one in the central government now what uh, amit shah was asked this question ki aap ticket nahi dete musalmanon ko to aapko vote kahan se milega so there his response was ki dekhi hum isliye nahi dete hain kyunki aapko vote nahi milta hai um so um obcs they are giving so much representation too because they are getting the obc vote now can the bjp's equation with muslim voters change i think it can i think it will need a lot of work uh, i think this election that's a big question mark because yeah. of the ideology because of the history of this uh, uh, because the bjp is uh, his, uh, you know is not giving tickets to muslims but look yeah. 8% vote share the cd data is right is not an insignificant vote share for a party like for for bjp to get from muslims it it's a it's it's like a hole in the dike right um mm. if you do significant outreach if you start bringing in more representation that number can increase and now there is a possibility of that again it's a question mark i won't say with any certainty because politics can change very quickly because this time the muslim uh, if if i uh, in terms of tactical voting this time you've seen muslim voting in a way uh, which is which you've not seen in previous elections it was always divided between sp and bsp other parties now after backing the sp to such a large extent if you find that your vote which was so significant in deciding the balance of power in up has now uh, for all practical purposes become insignificant in terms of the who controls lucknow 
you can imagine that some people might start saying let's reassess yeah. if you want to share in power let's reassess but that will depend on how the bjp deals with it as well uh, and on local politics because what you don't uh, what you don't want is to be under threat right constantly so again this is an evolving question we'll see how that evolves but yeah. it's, it, this I, election I, I, opens up interesting possibilities on that score yeah i agree and one you know one just passing comment i'll make because somebody asked this question was this uh, election campaigning more polarized in fact on the contrary this election was quite less polarized because of multiple reasons one of the biggest reasons being rallies were not allowed initially so bahut sari polarization nahi ho payi to be very honest nahi and i'll tell you this also uh, now what i think nalin alluded to this rallies don't matter this much yeah rallies is to basically uh, 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 preach to the core so that they sing so basically its rallies are for the cadre to en- energize the cadre to go out and seek the votes because wo time gaya ki ab digital ka zamana hai yaar hmm. people can watch this rally on whatsapp uh, on twitter youtube wherever right clips when the rally is going on there are two three minute clips that are being edited out and you know doing and uh, b- b- so when you have that i i think the rallies don't matter but but the muslim vote uh, 8% se 10% 11% till bjp crosses that threshold of 12 13% in the muslim vote uh, it won't decide seats but then who knows what might happen okay now let's go to punjab by the way uh, <laughs> what a story disclosure. i mean uh, my ethnic state uh, hmm. as a punjabi so Is my I'm ethnic state too Yeah, and by the way, most people don't know. By Mehta, Punjabi bhi hote hain, Gujarati nahi hote hain. Sirf Punjabis I know were shocked when I told them Mehtas are Guj- could be Gujaratis also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so just for the record, so obviously it was a, a landslide for the Aam Aadmi Party. You know, ninety-two seats and a significant vote share to forty-two percent. Okay, Nalin, what do you make of Punjab? so i think punjab um first and foremost uh, it's a huge vote for change that's like a motherhood statement um i think the biggest thing that comes out of punjab is um that it it um if i was the congress i'd be really worried because now arvind kejriwal is positioned as the person who will eat up the congress because he created his party by eating up the congress vote in delhi but delhi is a bonsai state he now has a delhi model just like modi had a gujarat model whether you like it or not which you could market to other places he's now got a real state under his belt punjab uh, where he has taken his delhi model um, he is now a legitimate challenger to take on uh, the anti bjp vote into his tent by replacing the congress there is a very large anti bjp vote in this country but which is disillusioned by the congress and its failures now those people if they find a real party which is which can take on the bjp seriously uh, uh, they will vote for get to they will shift from congress to that to the, the states where congress is still important punjab was one of them punjab was congress's ek state mein jahan pe aapne you have been opposition yourself and in government for punjab is a complete failure of of congress leadership kejriwal has done that i think the other thing about punjab is you know we were talking about caste how it is relevant or not relevant anymore i think in punjab we have seen one a, a huge hunger for change a huge um, disillusionment with politics as it were both with the akali dal and with the congress and the older power brokers 
but you are also seeing a sustenance of older caste structures and here i want to say kushal i want to ask you what you think because you know everyone talked about channi as this game changer you know he was a darling of the media first dalit or the second dalit chief minister in punjab um but eventually punjab has always been dominated by jut six its politics at the at the apex yeah. level um channi didn't win his own seat and i think it we've seen a resurgence of that um what congress thought is a master stroke did not work and that is a paradox mm. because punjab has the highest dalit proportion population by percentage and it's of nearly 30% kashiram came from punjab but there's a reason why bsp never took root in punjab and took root in 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 up even though kashiram was from up so was from punjab sorry so so i think this also tells us that the more things change the this is a vote for change um some of the underlying drivers remain the same and and therefore um you know uh, the this idea of a jut uh, of a dalit um, chief minister didn't work the way the congress wanted it to work yeah i'm not and, taking and the good or bad thing i'm just saying politically that it didn't work yeah yeah and you know what is fascinating is so from an aam aadmi party point of view so it just to remind people so punjab is three parts right malwa majha dwabba malwa is 69 seats majha is 25 seats dwabba is 23 seats Uh, most chief ministers of punjab have been from malwa including the current chief minister to be chief minister pagwant man or the ones from the past whether it's uh, the maharaja of patiala hamare amrinder singh ji or the badals uh, most of the even chenni chenni is from malwa mm. so it's mm. so the akali vote bank what fascinated me was akali had this combination of jat sikhs and the mazhabi sikhs which were also mm. a major chunk in malwa राइट द एस सी एस टी जो दलितों के एक डिविजन सब डिविजन होता है जो हमारे इसमें नाउ वॉट शॉक्ट मी विद पंजाब इज सी आपको जब लास्ट टाइम भी अठारह सीटें मिली थी बीस में से अठारह सीटें उनको मालवा में मिली थी राइट दे स्वेप्ट मालवा इवन लास्ट टाइम आपको मालवा ये द्वाबा में थर्टी फोर परसेंट शेड्यूल कास्ट फोर्ट है आपने तो मतलब इस बार तो ऐसा हो गया आपने कोई जगह ही नहीं छोड़ी है सो has aap literally overgone that caste affiliation factor is what i am trying to understand because they uh, pretty much swept the whole state bacha kya hai udhar aap and aap and bjp ironically in up have the same magic number of 42% uh, aap is there and nda is at about 42% in up uh, but aap the reason why aap strike rate is more is because punjab unlike up this time was a proper three cornered contest so just like up last time you had uh, sp at 22 bsp at 23% this time you have congress at 23 and akali at 20 so akali shows 18.4 but usme 1.5% bsp ka bhi hai so similar to up i think what the akali missed this time was the hindu vote that the bjp brought uh, that's why their 18% translated to only three seats right if if the bjp akali alliance would have fought as they did they probably would have gotten 20 22 seats because bjp still held on to their 7% vote share unka 7 8% quasi consistent and second this actually is aam aadmi party has not only dominated in terms of caste coalitions and stuff aam aadmi party has when you have an election a wave election is well all stalwarts are defeated so channi lost twice amrinder lost uh, all the badal the entire badal family lost you know from prakash singh badal to vikramjit singh majitha uh, and in spite of all this what i also look at kushal is not just the per- party who won 
how many like the, if you see the number two parties right there are about 10 seats or so where uh, in the hindu belt in the uh, in the pagwada hoshiarpur gurdaspur where bjp is the number two party not it's not a kalidal or uh, or congress and last time the hindu vote had actually gone to the congress so what does that tell you right that there is there is some there is almost strategic voting in terms of keeping the established political faces out and there is another face that we forgot to talk about that actually fought in alliance with the bjp mr dinsa's party that also got wiped out i don't even know how much if they got like barely any votes or something probably they did it as well as shiv sena did in uttar pradesh or something I, I, I don't know the percentage what was that but ultimately i think this is an angry punjabi that's coming out to vote mm. and this is this is them being absolutely tired of you know not just the, the punjabis are always angry for no reason i don't know what's wrong with my people acha na thoda you know the the interesting thing uh, i wanted to add to this see yeah. the interesting thing is if you look at the three regions uh, and you look at the um, the reserve seats aap has basically swept the reserve seats in punjab uh, now you have exactly. a dalit candidate on the other side as the leader and aap wins this so you know people were voting purely for change and for aap on that that shows even in scheduled caste reserve seats then you look at dwaba maja and malwa and see if you look at Ma- malwa it is a complete saffron sweep uh, sorry it's a complete aap sweep see. in maja and dwaba is where congress has still got pockets uh, you know it's still yeah. uh, it's still got remnants of its support and so on that's where they got their most seats um, uh, in malwa though they got wiped out but you are right that um, see bjp was never really a player in this state but i think after the kind of um, 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 two two years of farmer agitation that you've seen where the farmer agitation basically became a question of izzat in punjab where bjp yes. became persona non grata in punjab and so on to get this result panche seete hain jo aur bahut jagah pe vote share aapka barqarar hai with possibilities of change i think bjp would be happy with this result yeah exactly and, that's what i was going to come and ask both of you was the whole farmer protesting was so overblown boss point ye hai ki adit अकालियों ने भी तो बीजेपी को छोड़ दिया अकालियों का तो ऐसा हो गया कि उनको तो कुछ नहीं मिला उन्होंने yeah. तो बैठा बिठाया एक मिनिस्टर था कैबिनेट में अकाली राइट नाउ मतलब वो पंजाबी बोले की कर दिता कितना की है कि हम लोग मर गए हमने बीजेपी को छोड़ दिया हमने हमारी सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट की अलायंस छोड़ दी हमको लगा कि हमको ये फार्मर प्रोटेस्ट का पुशबैक आएगा बट बॉस ऑब्वियसली बीजेपी हैज सक्सेसफुली यू नो नलिफाइड इट इन दैट सेंस आई मीन दे हैव नॉट कन्विंस पीपल बट नाउ थिंक अबाउट इट आदित बीजेपी नाउ हैज द फ्रीडम टू कल्टीवेट जेट सिक्स एज कैंडिडेट्स इवन एट अ सीनियर लेवल बीजेपी कैन गो एड एंड डू इट्स कास्ट मैथमेटिक्स वेरी वेल नाउ इट कैन हैव खत्रीज इट कैन हैव दलित कैंडिडेट्स प्रॉपर दलित कैंडिडेट्स bjp could become a serious contender in the future no, in for, for bjp it's very simple there is a 40% hindu vote in punjab and 30 34% 30%ish dalit vote in punjab right so if you just add it that is about 70 75% of the thing the jat sikh vote there are too many claimants within the panthic party for bjp to get a chance and plus the farmers agitation ka bhi rahega but 
when I talk to a lot of my cephologist friends and analyst friends, you know, even Jay mentioned this, when they talk to people in certain seats in Punjab, the, a lot of Hindus in Punjab are saying that now BJP has become the party for Hindus in Punjab, the default party, mm -hmm. right? Because of the whole, uh, 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 will they, won't they, will they, won't they. And now they have broken up with Akali. So there was the baggage with the whole Badal family is suddenly gone. So that's why I think this... Now, if you compare the results to the last time, the last time BJP might have gotten 7-8% and this time it's 7-8% also. But last time it was Akali's transferring a lot of their Panthik vote to BJP. I think 2 or 3% exactly. in certain seats. This is 7% exactly. on their own. Because I don't think there was a vote transfer from Amrinder Singh or Mr. Dinsa's party towards the BJP. Because I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I just don't think they had any vote base to transfer. So, uh, so it was, it, it is, that is the reality. And, and what you, I think we started this whole series, Kushal, by saying, dear Punjab, thanks for the entertainment. Punjab has given yeah. the most entertaining results because if you look at the seat share, it is a completely morphed Venn diagram. But if you look at the vote share, it is a proper rainbow where AAP has like a little less than half and the other, other lot of th uh, other four, uh, I mean, I don't know, three fifth is just dominated with other parties like 10 percent 7 percent 10 percent 7 yeah 7 percent so nalin just one question do you think aap can retain this level of vote share coming in the future elections um i think uh, i think it's premature to answer this question in my view um aap has come as a force of change just like they came in delhi um it it will depend on how aap see after all um, in UP, nobody expected that BJP will come back with the same kind of vote share um, and so on. It was also a function of how the opposition behaved in the last five years. So a lot will depend on how AAP adapts to the challenge of governance in Punjab. I think the uh, it has the wind behind its sails now. But the uh, on the converse side, the expectations from AAP are sky high. Um, unlike Delhi, uh, uh, where uh, there was anti-incumbency against Congress when when um, um, after two terms of Congress, when AAP came into power in Delhi, in Punjab, remember, you have, you still have uh, the Akali Dal, which has not regained its credibility after its last term. And Congress has lost its credibility this time. So Punjab is kind of analogous to what UP was when BJP came to power uh, in, in, in 2017, uh, where people have tried the usual suspects and they've given up on them and they want to try the new kid on the block, except that in BJ, UP, BJP was not a new kid on the block. Here, AAP is a, is a new, uh, is a new um, kid on the block. Um, so I think um, it will be a tall challenge to keep up this level of support. Uh, but they've just started. Uh, it's a new world. Yeah. yeah. So what I think is interesting is AAP seems to be replacing wherever the BJP and Congress are in direct competition. AAP comes in and starts to replace the Congress. So I think BJP is going to love AAP a lot in the upcoming Gujarat and Rajasthan elections. Yeah, oh yeah. I'd say Rajasthan one thing happens. to that, Kushal, and I would love to hear what you and Adit think about this. In my view, AAP is a more serious challenger to in states where it where there is a direct one-to-one -one Congress BJP fight. Uh, and AAP replaces the Congress, AAP is a more serious threat to BJP than Congress is. Uh, I, agree. I think the BJP... In the future, will it will be. AAP in those states. Um, uh, for example, look at Delhi. Uh, um, and the reason for that is that the AAP is, uh, is more nimble compared to Congress. It has adapted much more. AAP has also positioned itself on issues of Hindu nationalism and others yeah. very similar to BJP. It is coming uh, to BJP from the right. Model. 
and it doesn't have the dynasty thing so aap is a formidable challenger in states where it where it replaces congress we've seen that in delhi we'll see what happens in punjab so in gujarat now there's a chance that aap comes in see because congress um is is atrophying um wherever its old satraps are going away um or are fading away the congress is ripe for takeover um yeah. uh, with this current leadership so i think the bjp would be worried about uh, um it suits the bjp as long as congress is a challenger when you get a more serious challenger like aap uh, who replaces congress it becomes a more tougher challenge yeah because i mean you you're right aap cannot be attacked on dynasty right i mean i have a lot of questions and uh, about mr kejriwal and you know the ideology and stuff but that that being said uh, if you talk about gujarat i can i can say for sure that aap this time will play the spoiler because they will contest elections in gujarat and they are going to take some of the urban votes away from the congress but to be honest those urban seats are bjp has never lost them in a long long time except for one or two seats so even if it takes votes away from the congress the aamadmi party would not mind it because uh, uh, this election will probably help the bjp and they'll end up doing better but look at goa for example i know we're going to talk about goa but last time the everyone was laughing that aamadmi party did not do anything and stuff and they got about 6 and a half percent of the vote right this time they got 7 and a half percent but they got 3 mlas which were those three mlas they got it all from the catholic seats that the congress used to win now now they have a presence in the assembly right with three mlas and 7% vote share similar to what they did last time now they can actually start posing a challenge and if and the bjp recognizes this so i think uh, the aam aadmi party won't replace uh, congress in all urban seats but wherever the congress is irrelevant in urban seats you will see an aap coming up i don't see an aap coming in maharashtra because there are way too many claimants to uh, uh, the the vote share there but in so, in so gujarat yeah yeah so let's segue into goa directly na adit so this is the goa uh, result do i have to analyze <laughs> oh, sorry two uh, they were leading in three and then one they've lost by like a yeah. few hundred or like tens of votes Boss, or something let me tell you i am personally shocked by the bjp result in this state why personally shocked I was hoping or expecting जो भी वर्ड यूज करना है कर लो फोर्टीन टू फिफ्टीन सीट फॉर बीजेपी बीस ने तो मुझे ही झटका दे दिया कि बीजेपी ने ला कैसे दिए हैं इतने because they didn't give they they gave to uh, <laughs> there is a there is a i i did, i did a podcast on it yesterday goa mein aur manipur mein kya hai uh, jay was joking that they are executive directors or small venture, venture capitalist firms as mlas so th- this is not 20 bjp mlas this is 20 mlas <laughs> who belong to the bjp which each has their own uh, sort of captive audience look but for me what is the most interesting is look at the seat where utpal parikar uh, fought uh, i don't know if our people know he almost defeated babush monsarat the yeah. margin of victory was 700 seats Ar- 700 uh, votes 800 votes 800 votes no 716 even less or something like that and oh, wow. uh, he was going to win that he typically wins it by 15 to 16000 votes like that high margin right so i think bjp this time had a lot of uh, satraps and uh, ex chief ministers uh, hiding what what was interesting to me was the reason why bjp did so well was that in the north goa seats it was in straight contest with the mgp 
and the Congress vote like has sort of receded. Now Goa has become very strange state. BJP is the only pan Goan party. Uh, uh, MGP has become the North Goa party with Congress having a few pockets. Then Congress, TMCM, Amadmi party were fighting in the South Goa regions with BJP having a few pockets. This is the essentially the division of Goa. But apart from all this, did you see three independents won? So even though all these ex-chief ministers, ex-ministers were fighting, and this was our joke, remember Kushal, that there are more ex-chief ministers and ex-cabinet ministers fighting than the total number of MLAs that Goa Assembly has. This time, <laughs> it was that many, and 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 uh, so so that is what has happened. But I I honestly don't know if BJP is going to be very comfortable with this victory because out of the twenty uh, twenty uh, about what twenty percent of the seats belong to two families: the Montserrat family and the Rani family. Yeah. So, so if I can add to this to what Adit is saying, Adit, you are spot on. See, there are two contradictory things in in uh, interest, two three interesting things in in BJP's victory in Goa. And correct me if I am wrong, because you know I I don't follow Goa politics as much as I follow Hindi heartland politics. But my sense of it is as follows: first, on the positive side of the ledger for BJP, um, it made equal inroads in Hindu areas in Goa as it did in Catholic dominated areas in Goa. In North Goa, um, it won eleven seats up from 8 last time. Uh, in South Goa, it won um, 9 up from 5 last time, which is where the seats came from. So it was equally divided between the northern, the Hindu areas of Goa and the Catholic areas of Goa. Um, but uh, its vote share increased a little bit from last time, but the Congress vote share went, uh, went down um, more. So that's why it won more seats. But the interesting thing is, um, and Jay has got Jay's term is absolutely spot on. Jay is very good with this terminology. Uh, what Jay called, uh, I think, what was the term you were using that uh, when you were quoting Jay? Um, executive these, uh, or private, private equities or executive executive directors of the enterprise. <laughs> <private equity. laughs> See, the 20 candidates in 20 imported candidates Congress, MGP, independent. So these are not hard and fast BJP leaders. Now that uh, has got both a pro and a con because this is a model you've seen happen in Assam. Uh, the BJP is very agile on this tactically on winning elections. In Assam, its entire progress was built on getting imports who came to it before the election and then they were given uh, enough and uh, and they continued. The entire Northeast model is built on this. Same thing they've done in Goa. Uh, they've got imports from other parties who have now adopted the BJP and it's become now the pan the pan Goan party in a way that it wasn't before. By Sabko merger and acquisition strategy, basically. Ha, exactly. Yeah, so, I agree. BJP has become the Google of Goa. But <laughs> the, 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 you know, j- 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 jokes apart, you know, the, you know, the funniest thing amongst all this is Congress had actually sought a minute meeting with the governor before the results were declared. Like before the counting started. And then once they were over, it's like, buy up my seats to dekho. Fir governor se karo. Otherwise, what yeah. are you good? Uh, for, and, and by the way, this is also true. I'm giving you a segue into Manipur also, Kushal. You're going to uh, really yeah. like me for this. This is also true for Manipur. That is why you have the JDU winning six seats in Manipur. Exactly. Mm. I, I was just about to say, yeah, JDU uh, seat ka se jit gai? <laughs> JDU, I mean, JDU is, is doing better in uh, Manipur than Nitish Kumar does in the district of Nalanda. <laughs> <There is no. laughs> I mean, because again, same thing, right? Northeast, I think Nalin just mentioned that Northeast may be a private equity funds. Bahut hai. 
सो देर इज लॉट्स ऑफ मर्जर्स है और नॉर्थ ईस्ट में तो एक बहुत इंटरेस्टिंग चीज होती थी पहले अब थोड़ी कम हो गई है पार्टी वुड जस्ट स्प्लिट एंड डिफेक्ट and there was this time where congress would go to bjp when bjp was in power in the center and bjp would come back to congress arunachal pradesh mein the first bjp government the vajpay has formed like this only gegonga baat puri party yahan leke aage uske vajpay power lose ke to wapas chale gaye wapas chale gaye and i had asked this to an uh, to an old congress bjp bjp congress person ki aapne kaise kiya ni like nahi nahi wo sab ye wo he gave me the most incoherent answer uh, for the next 2 minutes but but essentially this is what it is they ultimately try to align themselves but manipur is historic also because bjp on its own has never won a seat uh, never won the state mm-hmm. by itself since it was formed so it is it is very significant biren singh of course comes from the congress but i don't think we are going to see similar sort of defections anymore because now bjp is actually implanted itself in so manipur that yeah. is where a very good question was asked by a live viewer that person hmm. has asked will the win in manipur help bjp increase their vote share in other sister states next year yeah but i mean it may but not that significantly because in meghalaya you have a very I'll try strong... and explain what i think the person is trying to ask and nalin you can also answer this along with adit so what i guess that person is trying to say is now that the bjp has become a real player with coming in power on their own like proper humne apne balbute pe ladke khada kiye apne aap ko so it hmm. creates a, a situation of stability na adit ki hmm. now people can bank on them being a permanent player there Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and and they can. But the thing is, again, the the whole debate is in Meghalaya. You have the NPP, which is a very strong, which is Mr. Sangma's party, which actually emerged as the number two party in Manipur as well this time, and they are in alliance with the NPP. Uh, so how how that will work? Same with Nagaland, and also there is a demographic issue about the Christians voting certain way and the Hindus. So there are certain states like Nagaland is. predominantly christian state right so uh, is how will it vote towards the bjp will that play you know any uh, 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 factor or not so that is another and everything also depends on the relationship that himanta biswa sharma who is the chairperson of the nda which is the northeast democratic alliance yeah. the nda is northeast ha huh? what is dynamic is with the local state leaders right after he became the ceo so yeah but i think in terms of lok sabha uh, it probably could happen in states but in terms of lok sabha i think bjp has sort of maxed out what they can get amongst mm-hmm. the northeast is say ek do seat upar niche ho sakte but i don't think they can go any more than this Nalin. So uh, I think I agree with you, Adit. In Lok Sabha, so they pretty much had the numbers uh, last time. Uh, my the the answer to go back to the question that uh, one of the viewers put to you, which you paraphrased, uh, Kushal. Um, see, I'm not sure if it has a direct correlation to other states, but I will say this: that historically, states in the northeast have tended to go with the party which is in the center. and that trend has got exacerbated once the bjp comes here and it's got exacerbated for two reasons because it's not an automatic thing uh, it is because um the bjp takes the northeast very seriously uh, it is it has been seriously working on expanding in the northeast it's broken the mental barrier in northeast you know with a sam two consecutive terms it's in uh, with the need uh, with the northeast democratic alliance all of the other states so you know that barrier of how does a hindu nationalist party which is supposed hindu nationalism how does it grow in largely christian dominated um uh, states in assam with a very with the largest proportion of muslims in the country so you know that barrier is now broken and uh, you have a pattern now 
in manipur one of the reasons why they have won in my senses um i mean uh, people from uh, from imphal or, or or from that region would would i mean would i mean i wouldn't dare to um, to sound more knowledgeable than i then because um, i don't know that much about manipur but my sense is this that there was no overarching issue in manipur which necessitated a change of government uh, there was uh, the you know jairam ramesh who was fronting or helping the congress campaign on this side he made a, he talked a lot about that but the congress campaign was lackluster exactly like it was in other parts where you know the congress candidate the ccm phase you know in today's day and age just like with akhilesh you can't get up and say i'll work very hard for 3 months in the campaign and hey presto things will change you have to work much longer and the bjp was doing that and the bjp has invested serious resources in it doesn't take these states lightly uh, and i think that's the difference so now there's a pattern so um, so you know uh, i wouldn't be surprised if the beach i see every northeastern state out of the seven states has a very localized politics so localized factors will always prevail over others but in general uh, unless something specific happens in a state uh, i i don't see a major barrier towards the bjp doing similarly well as it has done in the last 3 4 years in other states coming up for elections in the northeast hmm All right, now let's go to that's the a last. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. So now let's go to the last state again. I was expecting BJP to form the government. Yeah, because I think their ticket distribution was sensible. But when I had told Adit, I had said thirty-eight seats. But again, lo and behold, BJP gets forty-seven. Mm-hmm. My own number was like forty-two, I guess. <laughs> It's independent too, and INC. I mean, what the hell happened here? I mean, this is a unique state where BJP tried everything in its power in the last two years to lose this state, replacing Chief Minister. <laughs> what you? I mean, I mean, they literally tried. They literally gifted this state to Congress on a platter, and the Congress still lost it. Right? See, Uttarakhand is a state where, unlike other states, Congress is a solid pet, thirty-five, thirty-six percent base. Like, कुछ भी हुआ उत्तराखंड में, whoever has been in power. And they got thirty-seven point nine percent this time too. Right, so they have more or less maintained, and the reason that the uptick is also because the decimation of Uttarakhand Kranti Dal, who would always get one or two seats, and the decimation of the Bahujan Samaj Party, because at its peak, BSP mm-hmm. here would get about eleven to twelve percent, and it's actually gotten eight MLAs, so it's now down to mm-hmm. two. So, and the joke uh, across my uh, the WhatsApp is BSP actually did better in Uttarakhand than it did in UP in terms of seats, because they won two seats in Uttarakhand, <laughs> one in UP. Um, the the issue i think what happened was the the ticket distribution was right uh, mr modi actually helped up and energized the cadres a lot and uh, there is there are two two things that happened mr dhami actually lost pushkar singh the chief minister right so bjp has continued that tradition in 2012 when they almost tried everything they could to lose that election also mr khanduri revived them but khanduri lost his own seat so bjp that's why couldn't form uh, the government in 2012 because they had one seat less than the congress uh similarly mr dhami lost uh the, the the reasons why they won was a there were a few local factors going there was some infighting going on within the congress also you had the indra hridayesh camp is her son she passed away her son got a ticket uh, fighting with the rawat camp and so forth and who will be the cm will it be harish rawat or will it be a new uh, face this time right and um, and congress in its wisdom 
two people have actually managed to lose three states because Priyanka Gandhi, who was in charge of Uttar Pradesh, and Harish Rawat, who was in charge of Punjab, not only ensured that they lose that, Priyanka Gandhi replaced Navjot Sidhu and uh, Amrinder Singh, so they lost Punjab because of that. Harish Rawat was too focused on Punjab, so they lost both Punjab and Uttarakhand. So that was the confusion, right? And again, for the simple reason in Uttarakhand is there is no alternative. Like the, when there is infighting within the Congress and the Congress cadres is not sure themselves about whether Mr. Rawat should be the chief minister or someone else, that means the Congress is not projecting a face wholeheartedly. And similarly, BJP, you know, Pushkar Singh Dhami was only a face that was six months or one year old. In comes Narendra Modi and then he becomes the chief uh, face of the election. And with the erosion of the BSP, BSP se BJP ka vote transfer yaha bhi hua hai. A lot of people that voted for BJP, BSP have gone towards the BJP. And Uttarakhand, there is another thing. The seat, the margins are very small. So the difference between the B, uh, Congress and uh, BJP might seem 5-6%, but that is uh, exacerbated because of BJP doing very well in seats like Haridwar, Dehradun, and so forth. Right, where, uh, where they are getting the urban seats, where they get high numbers. Otherwise, it was a marginal election in a few rural seats and so forth, in the Pahadi seats. Hmm. Nalin, a, a question that uh, before you give your analysis of the state too, do you see a future for AAP here too? That, I just wanted to add that bit. Mm, um, I think AAP does have a future. In fact, uh, they uh, a lot of people expected AAP to do much better uh, than it did. Uh, I uh, um, I know a lot of people who thought that it will do better. It hasn't. Um, I think the uh, the main um, the the I agree with what Adit said, which is that the BJP did everything in its power to lose the state leading up to this. See, agar aap teen mukhya mantri aap badloge in the lead up to the election, uske baad bhi aap jeet jate ho, and aapke baad neta aisa hai jisko aur koi janta nahi hai state mein. Aapki party ke lava. Wo neta bhi haar jata hai. And you win with such a majority. It's not even a close election. Then, you know, you know, then it's the no contest. Um, and you look at the um, the distribution of seats. Garwal, Kumau and the Maidan. Um, mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that the, the hills have voted entirely for the BJP. Both in Garwal and in Kumau. It is in the Maidan where the Congress has... has got a, a significant number of seats. It didn't make headway in the hills. What that tells me is that that welfare model uh, that uh, that that worked. Uh, the hills are the rural areas. The hills are the areas where there is not been development of the kind that other places have seen. And that's where this has worked. So therefore, it was almost personality agnostic. And then the Prime Minister comes in with his brand equity and all of that and he funds the campaign this was a Modi campaign, this was nothing else in UP it was Modi plus it was Yogi, there was a Yogi factor here it was the Prime Minister all the way um, alone um, and that welfare model really kicked in and I think that distinction between the the Maidan and the hills in Garhwal and Kumau I think um, uh, um, ju- that juxtaposition illustrates that um, can AAP grow here? I think it can um, because it takes time to cultivate a leadership, uh, a lot of people expected AAP to do better. But Adit is right. Congress mein kya hua? that Congress started almost celebrating its victory, just like Akhilesh and UP, even before the campaign was over. They were, you know, I was speaking to Congress leaders in Dehradun. Um, I teach at a university in Dehradun at UPS, and we were talking to a number of 
स्टेक होल्डर्स इन द इलेक्शन फ्रॉम डिफरेंट पार्टीज कांग्रेस में तो पीपल वर जॉसलिंग कि अगर ये हरीश रावत जी मुख्यमंत्री बनेंगे तो हमारा पोर्टफोलियो क्या होगा द प्रॉब्लम इज दैट द कांग्रेस वेंट विद हरीश रावत वेन ही इज नॉट एक्सेप्टेड एज ए लीडर विद इन द पार्टी इट सेल्फ लॉस इज प्रीवियस इलेक्शन एज वेल यू नो ही रियल प्रॉब्लम फैक्शनलिज्म कांग्रेस कांग्रेस पहले आपस भी लड़ लड़के मरे कांग्रेस में प्रॉब्लम है ना कि दे पुट दे नॉट ओनली पुट द कार्ट बिफोर द हॉर्स दे पुट द कार्ट एंड द हॉर्स इन ऑपोजिट डायरेक्शंस एंड दे वर वंडरिंग कि क्या हुआ राइट सो एंड सो टू टू पैराफ्रेज व्हाट दिस यूपी इन उत्तराखंड थिंग हैपेंड यूपी में द डिस्कशन वाज देयर वाज अ डबल इंजन ट्रेन राइट मिस्टर मोदी एंड मिस्टर योगी गोइंग उत्तराखंड में तो ट्रेन ही नहीं थी इट वाज जस्ट वन इंजन प्राइम मिनिस्टर मोदी ड्राइविंग द कैंपेन there was some cascading effect of up wo to hota hi hai because it's a border state and you know there is a lot of people who go and the, also you have to understand uttarakhand is a lot of ex foji population also oh yes so there are a lot of national issues that take precedence i mean compared to, i am not saying that the other voters don't uh, uh, subscribe to national issues nor am i trying to undermine the local issues but i'm just saying that uh, a, a person who maybe not from originally not born and raised in uttarakhand might feel very differently about a certain particular local issue as compared to someone who's just stayed there for 50 and that is why it's very very we shouldn't pigeonhole this election just into one sort of things i think there were like three elections happening in uttarakhand as malin said mm-hmm. one in every region and depending on what people sort of connected with they have voted according Okay. So Can before we wrap, slightly out yeah, of yeah, context, sure, sure, one ahead. line, Kushal, with your permission, on the northeast. I think before we got into this, you were asking about uh, about northeast hitting a ceiling. Uh, the numbers are here. The BJP in 2019 in northeast had 14 seats. Congress four, others four, and then there were three others. So yeah, BJP has only a little bit of margin to improve in northeast for Lok Sabha 2024. Mm-hmm. I just this was a th- thought hanging in my head. Be in my bonnet. I thought I'll just. नहीं 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 प्लीज प्लीज दैट्स द गुड थिंग अबाउट बीइंग ऑन अ पॉडकास्ट वी कैन वी कैन वी कैन पुट इट ऑल ऑल आउट देयर सो बिफोर वी रैप टुडेस डिस्कशन अब नलिन आई विल फर्स्ट कम टू यू ऑब्वियसली फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वंस अगेन इट्स अ इट्स इट्स योर बुक सो एज यू सी गाइस इन द बैकग्राउंड बिफोर नलिन के पीछे इट्स इट्स कॉल्ड द न्यू बीजेपी फॉर द लिंक इज इन द डिस्क्रिप्शन प्लीज गो एंड बाय इट नलिन इज देयर अ कॉम्बिनेशन दैट कैन बीट हिंदुत्व प्लस वेलफेयरिज्म in your view um it's a difficult question to answer um uh, it needs some thought but i think i will say this right now uh the current state of play in india is as follows that you can be uh, seen as a party that is supportive of muslims um and still win an election in india at a provincial level um but you cannot be a party the uh, which is seen as anti hindu and i'm saying seen uh, i'm using that word advisedly um and hope to win an election in india uh, you look at even mamta banerji uh, who depends so much on the minority vote vote who will also insist on a hindu identity who will also do the the chandi part and all of that who will go to the temple look at kejriwal uh with his uh, ram uh, with his ayodhya yatra with his um uh, hanuman chalisa with the whole package deals for older people to go to the ram temple uh, uh, so i think uh, even the congress for that matter 
when the ram temple bhumi pujan happened every senior congress leader starting from prenka gandhi down to everybody else uh, you know they they talked about the ram temple on that day so my point is that uh, i don't think uh, the the public discourse the center has moved a bit to the right in india so you uh, and i think we should uh, we should acknowledge that um you you cannot uh, win an election in india today without having a very clear uh, without the voters seeing you as a very clear um having a clear solutions to developmental issues um whether you implement or not they will vote you out next time but i think uh, welfareism and delivery and development is a very key thing akhilesh didn't couldn't grow his vote bank because while he was seen as a anti bjp party he was saying everything which was wrong with the bjp he could not present an alternative vision of what he would do better so i think what's happening in india now it's not like bjp people were not unhappy with bjp including bjp voters themselves um we saw that in the virus uh, stage but ultimately what people in up felt was that ठीक है जो भी इशू है जो जितने नाराजगी हमको है अलग अलग मुद्दों पे इसको सॉल्व करने के लिए द बेस्ट बेट इज द बीजेपी नॉट समबडी एल्स दैट टू मी रिमाइंड्स मी ऑफ द कांग्रेस ऑफ द 1960s वेयर पीपल विल बी अनहैप्पी दे विल अब्यूज यू दे विल विंज एट यू बट यू विल स्टिल थिंक यार दिस गाय इज अ बेटर ऑल्टरनेटिव फॉर मी राइट नाउ देन द अदर गाय सो टू टू गेट टू बीट द बीजेपी इन एरियाज वेयर इट इज स्ट्रांगर ऑन दैट firstly you have to present an alternative which is which appears viable and i don't think you can pre- you, that alternative is viable politically if you are seen as an anti hindu party whether you like it or not kejriwal has understood that very well congress has also understood that but congress keeps falling between different stools you know ye chunavi ship bhag jo paida hote hai na usme log koi mante nahi hai usme absolutely the latest proof of that was the yesterday the thread by inc in kerala About Arre, the whole Kashmir. Oh my God! I mean, no, no. First of all, I kept calling it the Let issue. Delete the tweet. I mean, hmm. Congress is the. I'm talking about Congress. BJP guy agent. No, but one, one. I'm talking about in 1980s when the BJP was formed. You know, in their famous Vajpayee uh, speech in Mumbai, he talked about the ideology of Gandhian socialism, right? Because at that hmm. point, Mr. Vajpayee was acknowledging that to defeat Indira, because Indira had taken, and Mrs. Gandhi had taken that position of. economic left in the congress bjp could not just come from their position of market economics it had to come from a position of economic right left and cultural right now of course vajpayee when he became the prime minister pioneered disinvestment and actually became a very market friendly prime minister compared to the other prime ministers but he had to start of the bjp with that way because he had to take on the indira congress if you want to with mr modi in power similarly the challenge that has to come has to come from a center of right sort of narrative and i think kejriwal has realized that right he is his background is with activist you know the aruna roy days and the old uh, 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 very left medha patkar activist mm. medha patkar i mean i come from the state where she has agitated the most and i'm telling you the bjp to oppose karti hai congress opposes even more vociferously in gujarat so uh, how can you who's taking on the government when the opposition is also vociferously opposing you take on right so K- that's why kejriwal started something in delhi called a course on patriotism and you know uh, the whole ram temple thing he supported article 370 because i think there is an acknowledgement that across india there is some sort of an approval of this so if we want to take on mr modi these issues we cannot take him on because if we are opposing him he is going to win the, all the elections hands down 
So let us sort of somehow do a monkey balancing on this issue and take him on economic issues, social issues and so forth. Whether this will work or not, I don't know. You speech analysis of Kejriwal. He barely mentions Modi anymore. What more proof do we need? And this is this is the man who tweeted five years ago that Modi is a coward and a psychopath. He tweeted this. This is the difference between Kejriwal and Rahul Gandhi. Rahul Gandhi has stuck to his pet peeve, which is to take on Modi personally. Kejriwal did that. He lost in that badly. And he decided that tactically... This strategy will not work for me. I'll work in another way. And that is working for him. Rahul Gandhi has not learned from his defeats. Yeah. And yeah. what he said, I mean, the language he used to use, I mean, against the PM or anyone, it was pathetic. But that is the Kejriwal of the activists' years that he would say all sorts of nonsense on Twitter. And which, I mean, all of us, you know, have called him out on. But now he's realized, I'm only preaching to the choir. This is how I'm going to get more votes. Exactly. All right. Guys, we'll wrap today's discussion up. But before we wrap today's discussion, I once again uh, want to remind each and everyone who's going to be watch- who's watching this live right now or who's going to watch this here on YouTube or who's going to listen to the Spotify or iTunes version, please go and buy Nalin's book. Uh, the link to buy the book is going to be in the description of the podcast. Along with that, please subscribe to the Mindmakers YouTube channel or go on SoundCloud or all the other audio platforms and subscribe to the Mind Podcast too. And follow both Nalin and Adit on Twitter. So on that note, guys, thanks a lot for coming. As always, it was a pleasure talking to both of you. Thank you thanks, very much, Adit. Kushal. Uh, uh, thanks. It's such a pleasure being here. Thanks very much and thanks, Adit. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Time to wrap today's discussion up. Please support the Charvak podcast. Uh, I, uh, I earnestly try to have serious discussions and I try to have them in a non-excited manner when there is no clickbait involved. So please appreciate the effort. So subscribe to the channel. Kushal, may I say Char- something about the Charvak name? Yeah, please. Bolo. Firstly, I love your name. Uh, uh, Thank the, you. The, how you've christened the podcast. My son, who's 11 years old, told me the other day, I was telling you about the Charvak podcast. And, I, and he was uh, trying to understand the charvak kya hota hai. So I was telling him about the antecedents of it. And he said, I, I am a charvak. <laughs> well, well so I I tell I him, tell Kushal, Kushal bola, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> We've got jackets. You should add that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So guys, please support the podcast. Uh, either become a member on YouTube or a subscriber on Patreon or buy the merch. The merch is interesting. Or send your donations to UPI and follow both Nalin and Adit on Twitter. I'll end today's discussion over here and I'll see you guys next time. Until then, namaste, take care, goodbye.